Sometimes sitting down with another mom is such an encouragement when you're going through all the chaos that life can be. Today, I get to chat with my friend Missy, another proud boy mom, about some of the challenges and blessings that come with motherhood. I'm Tina. I'm a wife and stay-at-home mom of three boys. Life is full of crazy, and I want to share it with you. I really want to do this podcast, but like you, I don't always have time to sit down and record. So we're going to fold laundry, bake, do all the things together while we talk. I'm glad you're here to walk through life with me. I am so excited that you're here to talk with us today. Would you mind starting off telling us a little bit about yourself? I have three boys. We've been married for 15 and a half years. Our oldest will be 14 in May. Um, Our second will be 10 in like three weeks. And then our youngest is six and a half. And you cannot forget the half. (laughs) Can't. Um, so I am a boy mom with all that entails and we homeschool. So I get to be a boy mom all the time, which is actually has its ups and downs, but it's usually pretty fun. I wanted to have you on the podcast to talk about your life as a mom and, and kind of just how you've grown through it and just what you've learned. What were you expecting life as a mom to be? I honestly don't remember having exact expectations. I didn't have rose-colored glasses. Like, I was pretty realistic about it. I remember being scared to death when we first got married and started talking kids. I was scared to death about bringing another little soul into the world. Like, It's my responsibility to keep this baby physically alive and healthy and like they're reliant on me. That part wasn't, I mean, it was a little scary, but the scary part to me was we're bringing a soul into the world and now I am responsible for their spiritual well-being. Mm -hmm. And um, I think that was the scariest part ahead of time. And then I had a baby and they sent me home from the hospital and then my mom went home and then I was all alone with this child and you know, that was kind of scary. But other than that, there's not really like expectations. Like I didn't think it was going to be rainbows and duckies and, you know, all the fun stuff. I was pretty realistic about it, I guess. I can totally see what you're talking about with the, like now there's another soul in the home yeah. because I didn't think about it that way until our first was already happening like he was here or he was coming or somewhere around there then all of a sudden I'm just like whoa this is so much heavier than I thought yeah and the idea that that I thought well maybe I could somehow control this right (laughs) like I had some sort of a say in in anything yeah um especially with with their soul that's heavy yeah it is heavy and It wasn't until after the fact that I had realized that that's part of it too. I mean, you know it, but you don't always apply that. So have things like discipline and immediate obedience 
that that must all be good then. Yeah. <laughs> what did you expect? What did you expect for that? Oh my word! Well, my child would never ever. Do yeah. That. that was before <laughs> I had kids. No, I thoroughly expected my kids to be respectful and immediate obedience, and I was going to be the happy mom and the kind mom, and I was going to just be the fun mom, and then kids came <laughs> and that changed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was definitely my expectation where my kids were just going to fall in line. Of course. They're going to know my expectations. That's right. And they're going to heed those. Right. And we're not going to have any problems. Have you had a tantrum in the store? Um, with my first, I would say I've been pretty fortunate with tantrums. My heart goes out to women in the middle of the store with a tantrum child because anything you do at that point is wrong. <laughs> like, there's no right way. Like, drop the cart, take the child, leave. You know, it's just like, or, well, I still need groceries, so drag the screaming child along. I mean, right? there's no right or wrong answer at that point. And I think I've only had one. My husband's been really great about the tantrum thing, though. When my kids were really little, you'd be like, um, no, that's not how you act. Yeah. So that kind of nipped that right away. It was, it was an awakening that, oh, my children will be the, like that. And they are little sinners. They have little sinful hearts and I can't control them. That's one of the biggest things I had to let go of was controlling my children. And even like I would, at first I thought of it as getting them to obey me, but I'm like, I can't even control them that way. They still have to choose to obey me. Yes. When they're littler, it looks different and I can physically pick them up and put them in their bed or whatever, but it, I can't control them. It's not my job to control them. It's my job to train them, to teach them right from wrong to teach them how to act or react and how to behave. But I, it's not my job to control them. I have to teach them to control themselves. And that's an ongoing thing. Yeah, the understanding the behavior, but it's a heart issue ultimately. Mm -hmm. Do you have anything else that surprised you about motherhood that you weren't expecting? I was a little surprised, but not really to have all boys. <laughs> the thing, one of the things that surprised me specifically with my boys, we didn't plan on having them all four years apart, but that's how it happened. And I was actually a little worried that having that age gap, they wouldn't be close. They wouldn't be good friends, but they are. They're like super good friends. And even though I have a, almost 14 year old and a six year old and they get along just fine. And I mean, their, their personalities are different and their relationships, like the 14 year old's relationship with the six year old is different than the 10 year old's relationship with a six year old. And, but it's just fun to watch them interact and see those friendships and those bonds growing and how different they can be. They are all three very different, very unique individuals. 
like they're like oh yeah another boy just chalk that up to whatever no no what worked for the first one doesn't work for the second one and it doesn't work for the third one they're so different they tick different they work different they think different they react different and that keeps me on my toes yeah how can three people who Who came came from from the same two people right (laughs) and they live in the same environment that's like how does nature and nurture even work in that? Right. <laughs> right. Right. But it's also a little fun to watch them, just the little personalities developing and growing. When we found out we were having our third boy, I was like, oh, okay, Missy and I are in the same club. <laughs> it's a good club to <laughs> with, be in. With three boys. I felt a little bit as though I was missing out on something. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, well, this is it. Now I'm I'm not I'm missing out on all of these other experiences. Mm-hmm. But there is something special about boys oh, yeah. and having all boys. They all I don't know how long this is gonna last. I don't know if it's still going on with an almost fourteen year old, but they all love to just come up and give me a big hug. Yeah. They wanna snuggle up next to me yeah. while watching a movie or reading a book. I don't know how long it, it is it still the 14-year-old thinks thing? he's too cool to give me a hug or let me no. kiss him. Um, I don't let that stop me, though. <laughs> I will tackle him if need be to give him a hug and a kiss, which he doesn't appreciate because I can still take him. But they all, even the 14-year-old, they just love their mama. You couldn't believe how much a boy loves his mama. Like, and... Yeah, to have three boys, all boys. I'm pretty spoiled, honestly. I don't know why, because sometimes I'm not a fun, nice mama. (laughs) They just love me. And there's days where I'm like, I don't deserve you. What is something that you would tell your earlier mom self? It will get better. Having little people in the house is hard. And um, I remember just a few years ago, our youngest was fairly young, probably one or two. And I remember I looked at my husband and I said, I need to go somewhere. And he's like, okay, like to the store. I'm like, no, like I need like a weekend at a hotel by myself. I just, I need to not be responsible for anyone. I need to be able to think, like hear myself think. I just... I just, I don't, it doesn't even have to be far away. It could be a hotel in the next town over. I don't care. I just, I need to go by myself. Nothing against you personally, but I need to be alone. Because the little ones are just, I mean, they need you. And that's a good thing. And it's a wonderful thing. But like we were talking about, they love to hug their mamas and they love to, you know, you can only be hugged so much in a day. And it's like, I need to not be touched for a minute. I'm I'm past that. Like, that was when the boys were little. As they get older, it does get better. And I haven't felt the need to go anywhere by myself in a long time. If we go places, I want them to come with me. I love to do things with them now. And I, I mean, I love to do things with them then. But they're older. They don't have to change diapers. Um, I don't, you know, they don't need me 
as much. They can feed themselves. They actually make food for everyone now, which is great. But it does get better. It, I don't know if it's easier because the challenges change, but it does get better. So take a deep breath. Is that something that if you had done looking back on it, if I had just handled this slightly differently, maybe I wouldn't have gotten to that point? Or do you think it's just that that age period? Because I know I've I've gotten to that point where I'm like, I just need a break. And Josh is like, okay, oh. well, what do you want to do? I'm like, no, no, no. I, I, I don't know how to say this. I just can't right. can't do this right now. And And I don't right. know... When you're in the moment, you're like, well, what could I have done differently so that I wouldn't be here now? <laughs> I don't know if right. it's just a stage thing or if or if there's a way to prevent it. I, I don't know. I don't Maybe know. there isn't a way. Maybe it's just, the, I don't know. just what it is. It may be. But, um, I mean, now I know I'm not alone <laughs> in no, feeling, feeling no, like, okay, mommy, mommy needs to get away. But then you feel guilty for wanting yeah. to get away. I, and I, I assured my husband, I'm like, I'll come back. <laughs> I just need to leave. <laughs> it's it's oh, only dear. for a day or two. I will come back. I'll probably bring groceries with me. So I don't know. I, I think it's normal <laughs> for that age. Well, I'm going to say it's normal because I feel okay. I feel better now knowing that you've had the same. <laughs> okay. Same. I need two to get away. normal, thoughts. right? Of course. Yeah. I, I'm... I may have those thoughts more often in this whole 2020, 2021 lifestyle. <laughs> yeah. I feel really but... bad for people who don't homeschool, honestly. <laughs> Our life didn't change that much. And no. everybody else, like, their life was turned completely upside down. And, yeah, I can't imagine well, for the most part, I've enjoyed homeschooling because yeah. I feel as though I've I know what's going on because mm -hmm. I have the curriculum all here. I have, you know, like we can take longer or speed up or whatever. We haven't taken many breaks because we're just kind of like, just get it done. Just get it done. <laughs> but mm -hmm. um, so I it's at first, yes, I was I was completely overwhelmed and probably terrified the idea that I was doing this all and we are all together all the time. You might have already touched on this, but do you have a favorite part of just having boys? There's actually a lot less drama in my life, I feel. <laughs> that and I only ever have to do my own hair. Ooh, that's good. That's a good one. Like leaving for church on Sunday morning, I do my hair. I don't do anyone else's hair. I wouldn't know how I would find the time. I don't know. Boys are so straightforward. Mm -hmm. They're just boys. They don't, well, maybe my youngest a little bit, but generally they don't hold on to grudges. They can be mad at you and you deal with it and then you walk away and that's the end of it. Right. Whereas I had to learn this in parenting my boys would get me upset about something and we would deal with it. But I would cling to that for the rest of the day and be grumbling and, you know, grumpy 
the rest of the day, I wanted to let them know how unhappy I was. And it made me unhappy the rest of the day. And like, it was a forgiveness thing for me. I needed to learn to deal with it and then literally let it go and forgive them and move past whatever that little irksome thing was because it wasn't probably a big deal in the grand scheme of things. I think boys naturally do that. Like, oh, they said they're sorry. Okay, let's move on. Now we're best buddies again. And I think girls tend to be like, well, they hurt me, so... Um, I'm still mad at them. I had three, I had, I had two sisters growing up. So I feel like I can speak a little bit to that. Like, I know a little bit about it, but like, you can hold on to that a little bit longer. Boys are rip and mad, wrestling across the floor one minute, and then best buddies the next. And I just feel like it's so much less drama. How has your new understanding of forgiveness then helped you in teaching your boys about forgiveness and the need to seek forgiveness. Oh my god! I mean, has has that become like a daily object lesson? Because I feel like it <laughs> kind is of, here. <laughs> kind of, yeah. Um, I was. Uh, I think my oldest was in kindergarten when something clicked with me. I remember growing up, my dad would always say, "Be kind one to another." When my <laughs> siblings and I were fighting. I realized my dad never finished the verse and it's kind of important to finish that verse because it's be kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another. So how are we supposed to be kind to one another? We're supposed to forgive them. That's how Mm -hmm. we are kind. And we're supposed to give them how God has forgiven us for Christ's sake. Well, there's nothing your brother can ever do to you that is so offensive to you that it is as offensive as our sin is to God. We can never offend our brother. My kids can never offend me at the same level as our sin is offensive to God. But we're supposed to forgive like God has forgiven us for Christ's sake. And that is how we're supposed to be kind. So when I hear unkind words, and we're like, no, you need to speak kindly, but you need to forgive him. Yeah, he might have been wrong, and we'll deal with that. But you are responsible for your words and your actions and your reactions. And you obviously have not forgiven him for that wrong that he did against you. And that's where your heart needs to change right now. So now my kids probably are rolling their eyes at me because I say the whole verse to them. Whereas I rolled my eyes at my dad for the first part. But it clicked <laughs> with me. Like They can roll three or four times in the same yes! amount. Yes! Yeah. And my kids <laughs> are amazing eye rollers. I have no idea where they <laughs> So your understanding of the gospel has kind of morphed and changed through parenting. A little bit. Yeah. A little bit. I I was just telling our boys that, you know what, guys, I remember when I was your age, I don't know if it was Sunday school or or what it was, but I was told, you know, don't go to bed with unconfessed sin. And so I would sit in bed and I would think, I don't know. Man, I don't think I sinned today. (laughs) 
All right. Well, we're good. You know, and that was, that was, those are honest conversations I had with myself. And I thought, nice. I'm set. And now I, I just, I feel like I'm sinning even more now (laughs) than I, than ever because just being more hyper aware and I'm addressing it in them. And I'm realizing if I'm addressing it in them, I need to be addressing it in me too. There's nothing quite so humbling as lecturing your child about a specific behavior or tone of voice or something. And then as your the words are pouring out of your mouth, you're realizing, oh, they actually sounded a little like me when they said that, like, or when they did that, that's what, like, they got that from me. So like, okay, so we're going to work on this together because it's something we all need to work on, including me. So Ephesians 4.32 is a a big verse in your household. Don't you have one in Psalms too? I If, if it's the same one I'm thinking of, it's hanging up in our boy's bedroom. <laughs> uh, I have a couple Psalms ones. Oh, behold. This one? Yes. Behold, it is <laughs> yes. good for brothers to dwell together in unity. Yes. My kids were at a point at one time where all I had to look at them and say, behold, and they would roll their eyes. You're not dwelling together in unity. So let's take a breath and figure out what's going on and try a little harder. I have used that one as well. And I've also seen, so yes, that that verse is hanging up in our boy's bedroom. (laughs) And I've seen how um, talking about getting along and mm-hmm. and working things out i've i've as well had to mirror that for them in our marriage yeah and deal with things instead of letting them simmer yeah there too because oh yeah they know when mom's not happy <laughs> oh yeah i have one especially that just won't say anything and lets it bottle up inside and then you know just erupts And it's like, you know, if you would have said something to begin with, and you would have said, that really bothers me when you do this, or, you know, this is bugging me or something. Instead of holding it in and holding it back and then just exploding at everyone, I said, we could have worked through it. We could have talked through it. You didn't have to get angry. You didn't have to let it get to this point. And then again, as I'm saying the words, I'm like, hmm. That thing I was upset about with my hubby, yeah, I should probably have said something to him because it creeps back up. It does. And it builds up. And the next thing you know, you're spitting mad and he has no clue why. <laughs> so, oh. no, it is, it is hard. It's, it's a, yeah, it is something we have to model and it's something we have to be intentional about, which was my word for the year last year was intentional. And then the world just stopped. So I was like, well, there goes that. But do you do a word every year? No, that was the first year I, I had a word. Because <laughs> I felt, oh, well, I that felt, felt really. <laughs> yeah, I'll see why I do that again. <laughs> no, I, I was just very convicted that I need to be in all areas of my life. I needed to be more intentional. I needed to be more intentional with 
you know, my own personal Bible reading. I needed to be more intentional with just parenting my boys. But so many times, you know, we think of parenting as the correcting aspect of it, you know, the, the discipline after the fact. But I wanted to be intentional ahead of time and parent them and train them before things come up. And so they know how to act before we have to get into the, you know, so we don't have to maybe get into the discipline situation because they knew better to begin with. Missy has been a friend and mentor in my life for several years now. I always walk away from our conversations feeling uplifted and refreshed. I hope her kindness, wisdom, and humor were able to encourage you today as much as they did me. 